1: and our YouTube channel to chronicle our adventures. Come along with us to amazing
0: places and learn from our mistakes and our successes.
1: We hope that you will get out there too and have a photog adventure of your own.
0: It's episode 91. 91. 91, and it is coming at you from a very special location in an Airbnb in in the middle of-
1: Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Well, on the outskirts of Edinburgh. Yeah, it's true,
0: huh? We're towards the coast area. Leith, life. Leith, Leith.
1: They pronounce it Leith. L-E-I-T-H. Yeah, but it, Americans would pronounce it Leith. Right, and so I guess we'll just call that. That's how I pronounce it Leith. Leith. So we are
0: in Leith, and you guys can't see this right now, but we actually have a towel gaffers taped to the microphone as it's acting as a makeshift stand for us. We thought we'd hand off the mic to each other while we're doing this podcast, but it's just every time we depressed our finger pads to the mic, it was...
1: Yeah, every time we touched it. You'd get that noise, so
0: we don't want that noise. <laughs> it was obnoxious, and also the one other thing that's be different on this podcast is that we're kind of hunched over this, kneeling, and we are going to just try and keep it as quiet as we can and normal voices and nothing too loud. So it might yeah. seem a little like a it'll it'll sound definitely more muted than it should be because freaking we're talking about the Lake District,
1: right? And so we're trying to be respectful of the neighbors and not be too loud, so. Um, we went to the Lake District and we had some pretty, you know, awesome experiences there. So yeah,
0: and we're gonna have to tell you guys the misadventures on the way. I know some of you are thinking, photography oh, channel, no. let's not talk about terrible things, but <laughs> we got some travel tips that maybe we can talk about and just complain quickly. So quickly, mm. episode ninety one. <laughs> Should I even say what's new? Because you're here. Yeah. Um, it's sort of ridiculous, right, for me to almost say that. Typically, we come back to the studio together every week and go, hey, what's new? But at right. this point, that's not what's happening.
1: No, we, uh, we flew out here. That's what's new. We're here <laughs> in the UK, and yeah. we're on our way to Pharaoh's. So, yeah. so
0: let's just jump right into it, huh? Yeah. Let's just go for it. So right off the bat, Brendan and I have found a way to make things not go correctly even when they totally should. We went and purchased the tickets that were the best prices. We were having great timing for the tickets, great mm-hmm. prices for the tickets, and our flights were going to be from Salt Lake to San Francisco, from San Francisco all the way to Manchester, going into Edinburgh. And we would take our catch up with James, and it was going perfect. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, we're sitting there at the portal, having gone through security, fantastic, like one of the best situations without having... TSA pre-check our best situation is getting through security
1: even though my bag got checked the so security yeah one check. of us
0: almost always doesn't it yeah one of he's us
1: like you always. got a camera in here like yeah he's like supposed to take that out no no actually that was the other airport that was in San they Francisco told you you were supposed to take it out because you're not yeah he's like you're supposed to separate that that was in San Francisco not Salt Lake Salt Lake hmm. is actually really smooth
0: that's interesting, yeah, because yeah. going through our flights to Portland and back, we never had to get your camera out. They just wanted laptops out.
1: Salt Lake is a lot more lenient, I think, hmm. and San Francisco is more strict.
0: So we end up finding out that we are going to fly to San Jose. The fog has come in and they yeah. can't land. Air traffic control decided no one can land in San Francisco and that if we we're going to be going there, we had to go into San Jose and uh-huh. get shuttled, mm-hmm. which meant we had to get out of the airport security area, back onto normal civilian roads, and then go into SFO and do security again. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a nightmare. And think about San Francisco that I didn't, noticed last time I went through there, is that they have several areas for security check-in. And so you have to know your gate. Before the big, you,
1: it's a big airport.
0: So you have the yeah. terminal that was like gates A through A1 through A14 and G1 mm-hmm. through G14. And so you needed to choose one of those international ports. And you couldn't choose unless it told you that Manchester flight was going to go through this gate. We had no idea about our gate information. This is three hours before the flight, mm-hmm. still no information. Right. And I had the worst sleep of my life (laughs) in that chair that you took a picture of me holding my phone.
1: Yeah, you were passed out (laughs) waiting. And then we finally got an update. What's funny is Google, the website, or not even the website, just the Google result for that flight Flight actually got updated. Yeah, the Google flight, you know, checker actually was updated before. And our boarding pass was never updated. It was just blank. <laughs> the boarding pass that we
0: had, digital, was not updating, but we could get more information off of Google. Yeah. So that
1: was, <laughs> that was annoying and frustrating. You'd you think the boarding pass would actually be updated before Google, but.
0: Right. So then Brendan notices yeah. that it's actually time. We're going to the A gates after all. So let's go get in line at that one place that had like, you know, 30 people between us and the glass wall, and we can get in. Oh, mm-hmm. that had changed apparently within an hour
1: I think oh that that was just in an hour all of a sudden it was like five people wide and the line was like 50 people deep and it was just 50 people deep no at least I mean it was hundreds of people yeah
0: yeah, it was insane what is normally here's a concourse that you're walking down and then there's this end part where you get the security you kind of fill that up no 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 no. you fill that up do all the winding winding uh, back and forth um, S-curves (laughs) Um, What are they called?
1: (laughs) So rat race, rat maze, basically. Yeah,
0: the rat race, the rat maze. And then they extended that line to two two lines from it going all the way down the hallway, Mm -hmm. halfway down most of the way of halfway down and it is just incredibly long
1: it's a big area and it was full of people and then we had to wait in that line instead of oh. just going straight through like we could have done originally if we would have known
0: if we would have known that was going to be our our actual gate we could have yeah. gone through probably about 20
1: minutes and yeah. we ended up yeah, spending probably. two hours I don't think it was two whole hours but it was at least a solid hour it felt like a it miserable like eternity I know Oh, yeah,
0: gosh. So then you finally get through, and now we're thinking, okay, we've gone through the whole, we take a shuttle from San Jose to San Francisco. We had a terrible opportunity through going through security, one of our worst in our lives, long, long, miserable wait with heavy bags that were trying to, you know, just barely move an inch, barely move an inch, and then you keep going down. We never stood long enough to rest, but we never went mm. far enough to make the lifting the bag worth it. Yeah. And so it was just a pain in the butt. So here's a travel tip. Brendan brought his rolling suitcase that was smaller, that fit everything in his camera gear in there. Mm-hmm. And he has a bag to use when he gets there for his camera bag. That's that one from matadorup.com.
1: Yes. And so you it got... It packs into a nice little, you know, 2 fist size bag. How many liters is it? It's a 28 liter.
0: 28 liters still and it's mm-hmm. packed inside your big bag that yeah. has the yeah. rolling suitcase. Yeah. I had my regular, mat, my backpack that's the mind shift bag and everything is on my back. And I have a small little backpack that holds a laptop and an iPad and that's on the front of me. Mm-hmm. And so I have all this weight just pouring down on my waist and my back, my lower back, it's killing
1: me. And Brennan's just walking calmly, rolling things. Dang, I wish I had that. Just rolling along. (laughs) When I thought about carrying my big backpack like I normally do, I thought, you know, the square backpack's like pretty much the same size, but because it's square, you can probably fit maybe a little bit more stuff in there. You know, Uh, you were right. Sure enough, it did. It worked.
0: I was fitting everything in my bag very tightly, like zipper clenching. The teeth of the zipper were begging mm-hmm. for mercy, and I got everything there. And Brendan just seemed like he was just whistling as he went through. So definitely think about getting your roller and luggage and just be comfortable. Keep everything off your back, because you're going to spend so much dang time walking through that airport, waiting in the airport, yeah. that it's so much more comfortable. So the airport, miserable. We finally get to Manchester, we finally get out, and we're all excited, and we spend another hour and a half just getting through customs at the border check <laughs> <sighs> so it was not a fun trip you are
1: not know, going to talk about the old guy that i tripped with my bag in san francisco Maybe we should. <laughs> he hates you a tip is to hold on to your handle while your bag because <laughs> if your bag is full like mine it'll tip over he goes to and give the passport and boarding pass
0: right that's where you were was yeah. getting the passport and the boarding pass to the security It'll go into the next step of
1: security i should have leaned up i should have leaned my bag up against the podium the security guy was at and not yeah <laughs> Just next to you. and mm-hmm. then In front of me. So if it fell, it would fall between me and him. But yeah, not behind you. Don't put your bag behind you because then some old guy's going to trip on it and then curse at you for... Did he curse at you? Oh, yeah. oh he wanted to. He looked to. so cute. He ticked. wanted
0: to. <laughs> oh, he tried to step over it and then he snagged his foot and started losing his balance. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Don't try and
1: go over it. Yeah, it's just bad.
0: <laughs> you were reaching down to get it up for him anyway. He just had to wait one more second. Yeah, and he was
1: not going to wait. He, was impatient. <laughs> he gave you the look He was of... waiting too long in the line already, so...
0: Stupid kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically that was, yeah. (laughs) So not a fun experience in the airport. We're so freaking tired. And if you saw and followed our post on the Facebook page, you saw that we were getting tricked by the pranksters out there that put the stickers up of the wall Uh, outlets. So you think you have a place to charge your phone or your laptop and no. You get over there.
1: It's a sticker. Yeah so welcome to the 21st century people airports still (laughs) do not have enough outlets they have like four outlets for like 300 people it was ridiculous
0: and if you can get in there man you are the king of the world Right. people. So come. as soon as the
1: girl left, I'm like, that's it. I'm sitting there. I'm getting. <laughs> I'm, you
0: know, I'm cleaning that spot. <laughs> Too bad they chained the chair to the wall, and then they didn't have <laughs> any other chairs for me to sit by you. So it was kind of this balance between switching off, yeah. taking turns so we can plug in our phone. Yeah, that's bizarre. So travel sucks, and it continued into Manchester. And then, you know what? Finally, we woke up we went to we went to bed for a quick nap at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and woke up at 1.40 in the morning
1: yeah so we got another Airbnb just outside Manchester and in a great little neighborhood yeah a nice little posh older posh neighborhood and uh, you know like big three stories with a basement so four stories total in this house that was next to built into another house so it was like a split split um, split home um, what do they call those uh, kind of like a duplex duplex yeah yeah and, uh, here in England, they think they call them split home, but, mm. um, that's probably where I'm getting that from. But anyways, <laughs> so just gorgeous house with, uh, you know, the red brick classic looking full English of character. Home.
0: The interior is just a maze of staircases I think it was built in like 18,
1: or late 1800s, like the one across the street is 1890. So this house is oh. probably similar late wow. 1800s, you know, so Beautiful. it's that old. Yeah. And so you oh. go up these crickety stairs all the way up to the third floor and we had the whole room to ourselves and a little bathroom in the closet or bathroom in the end of the hall. It was great. And yeah, and like, yeah like you said, we we went down for a little nap and ended up sleeping all night. And it was just like <laughs> we were so exhausted.
0: We meant to sleep a couple hours, get some dinner, enjoy Manchester again, then go to bed so we can wake up for the Lake District. And now uh, we hit that alarm when it went off and you're like, turn it off. And I thought, you're right. Did you sleep? He kind of meant, turn it off, let's wake up. And I was like, no, let's just sleep. I don't think I meant wake
1: up, no. I don't think I, I don't think that at all. Because <laughs> the flight was 10 hour, ten plus hours long, and right. I just couldn't sleep. I had the hardest time. The, the, it was such a cramped, stupid little seat. Jeff couldn't Pe- stretch out.
0: <laughs> Listener Jeff Peterson and Photog <laughs> Adventure team member Jeff Peterson has just come back from a trip to Alaska going on first class, and I'm sure...
1: He has a different story, I'm sure. I hope (laughs) he does.
0: (laughs) He's got such a better situation. Oh, man. You really get what you pay for. You pay for the cheapest flight. You're going to have a flight that's at the very end of the terminal, Mm -hmm. the very furthest reaches of the terminal. And then when you get off that plane, you have to go to the other further reaches of the next airport terminal.
1: Oh, yeah. It was was nothing but like, but at least it was good for our bodies to walk that far. Was it? After sitting in a cramped seat for so long. Yeah, that's true.
0: Get the blood flowing. Yeah. So we woke up at 140 and we're like, let's just go. Let's just go to Lake District now. And between, you know, getting shower, getting ready, we got out there by 3 o'clock and it was exciting. I felt mm-hmm. wide awake. We had a two hour drive ahead of us through freaking Manchester, England.
1: And it wasn't, a bit, yeah, it wasn't a big deal. Oh, it was beautiful. It felt great. Yeah, it was nice.
0: So the Lake District. The Lake District. What let's do you see, say? Where do we
1: start? We started heading <laughs> towards Keswick. And it's pronounced Keswick. Keswick. Yeah. yeah not Keswick. It's, pronounced, it's spelled like Keswick, but it's pronounced Keswick. And um, we had put that in the Google Maps. I figured it's about two-and-a-half-hour drive. It's kind of more in the center of the Lake District. And I thought, you know what? If we just head towards this spot, then we can go straight there, and then we have options from there to go north or south or, you know, wherever. So um, it was... Uh,
0: Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. The thing about the Lake District is that they really really get jammed up against each other I mean it's this Mm -hmm. hour, two hour round trip if you go all the long scenic routes but they're all within 20 minutes of each other really, you have lakes upon lakes upon lakes just a beautiful beautiful road, green lush hills, if you're from the desert areas like Utah, Nevada Mm -hmm. and California even California has beautiful lush greenery on the hills at the top we had the rocks beautiful peaks and on top of those rocks was green lush growth right Oh, yeah, it was we we go into the, and the foggy mists. And I love yeah. that atmosphere. It was yeah. great. And I know it blocked the sunrise and we didn't get to see anything for the mm-hmm. sunrise color, but it was atmospheric. Mm-hmm. It was. And it became a scouting day. So we end up parking near a hostel. We walk down to this area where it has this thing called the Ashness, Ashness um, Jetty. That yeah. you can get on and ride a boat later in the day. It mm-hmm. takes you around like a bus to different stops along this Deerwind Lake.
1: And there's an island over there on the lake, I think. Too. There's an island. Does the bus
0: stop on the island or the, or the uh, boat? The I boat? think
1: maybe it does. Ooh, that'd yeah. be
0: cool. So this whole place is just beautiful. There's a photographer over there. There's a girl jogging over there with her dogs. There's a guy walking around doing who knows what, just so enjoying like the view. Like five people
1: total, like us and three other people. Yeah. Like the whole morning.
0: So peaceful. What did you end up doing with the dock? Because photographically, I got up there and I did a very symmetrical lining up the dock Mm -hmm. because it had really beautiful wood pylons. Everything Mm -hmm. was wood, no metal, nothing. So the texture of the grain, the character of the wood looked really cool. And then I just tried to get as long of a shutter as I could to make a little smoothness and just kind of mistiness Mm -hmm. on the water. And... I didn't have any fog or anything coming off of the water, but it was just nice right. and soft. It was a soft feel. So yeah, I did symmetrical, yeah. soft feel. Then I worked my way up and got like an abstract angle coming off the left where I can look through the pylons at that area where the mountains pinch down to a lower point mm-hmm. where the reflection mm-hmm. in the water shows this tiny sliver of land where the other places are big mountainous, big right. hill fells. Right. And the rise was kind of brighter over there and the island was over there. Right. I got that those two shots what else did you do photographically
1: um i wandered around a little bit after i got my shots of the dock i um i jumped down and and got a side shot of the dock and then i walked over to some rocks that were uh, on the shore off the shore and then i walked over to a a big um like half a tree like half a small tree that was in the water (laughs) and it was kind of pointing towards that um the cleave in the the hills And cleave so, is a good
0: term for it.
1: Yeah. And I don't know which a technical term is, but. I like it. You know, that's where cleave comes from, I think. And so um, the point of the valley or whatever, the low point. Right. And uh, the lake was uh, right there behind this branch. And then I have the branch kind of leading, pointing towards that as the focal point, which is pretty cool. So, and I walked around and got a different angles of that. Um, initially, my my dock photo, I think I got a nice square symmetrical one, and then I did some off symmetrical as well. So I'm excited to go process those in a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Get those home and <laughs> process it's them. It's
0: not going to be worked on for a while. We're <laughs> yeah. going to the Faroe Islands tomorrow. So it's...
1: we m- probably won't have those pictures in the show notes for a couple weeks. Uh,
0: no, definitely don't expect it, guys. But there was a really interesting re- rooted tree that had times where water had washed out all the soil and land underneath it and you can see those roots just kind of floating a foot and a half off the ground
1: yeah and i tried to get a good angle on that but i don't think it really turned out as well it's one of those things where it looks really cool in person but then it's really difficult to photograph
0: because you try and get a compositional balance and you couldn't Mm -hmm. get it
1: yeah Yeah. and just like the 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 root um color is the same color as sand on the beach as the rocks and so it all just kind of blended in it just looked like a a mess on top of the same colored thing and it's you know just one of those things it's just a challenge um to do so but i thought it'd be worth a try sometimes you just gotta try new things and yeah i try different angles and it's still just like eh, Hmm. the tree in the water is way better you know so
0: so it's a beautiful place a lot of people come out here to derwent it's a beautiful area with other spots that we found out later in the night when Mm -hmm. we went out with paul but when we finished here, we wanted to go to the bathroom. We wanted to get some food. Yeah. And we had our parking spot over there by the hostel. And Brennan's like, Let's just go in there. We can use the restroom. We mm-hmm. went in there, and they had our little restaurant going. They had some breakfast for the youth hostel guys. And so we just went in, bought something, met someone who knew the area. And she's like, you should go to Honister Pass. You should, if you have time, right. take this extra drive. Go past, keep going along Derwent, and then go in, Lind. And you kind of take this... Out of middle of the middle of the area, so like if you think about the big main thoroughfares, there's sections that connect those and goes through the mountain passes. Mm-hmm. And this Honister Pass, it was gorgeous.
1: It was like a one-lane road, and you have to pull over really tightly on the curb to let anybody else pass. Luckily, there was mostly cars going our same direction. I think maybe only one or two cars came in the opposite direction, yeah, so it was, it was pretty never good, a pretty, pretty easy going. For a Saturday morning, right? I mean, that was uh, Hmm. there's a bike race going on. Yeah, they were enjoying some some cycling that morning. Tons of people were coming towards us. But but you just have this valley view and these rocky hills and boulders and green grass everywhere. Guys that have
0: built walls to separate their properties. Yeah, these fell walls.
1: Yeah, the 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 dry 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 rock walls that they built without mortar, and uh, it's (sighs) just. You know, the sheep are out there grazing, and and it was just beautiful. I mean, even though there was thick clouds and no sun, uh, it was misty, though, like the mountaintops and the hilltops are misty. It's that atmosphere.
0: It's the yeah. cool atmosphere.
1: Yeah, it's like reverse fog, you know, coming down instead <laughs> of coming up. And so uh, just a gorgeous, gorgeous area. Some of the plants were dead or starting to turn orange, and so you had a little bit of color, but mostly it's just all just green. Still green. Yeah.
0: I mean, coming from Utah, I'm not used to this much green growth <laughs> on the rocks, mm-hmm. growth on the wood, growth everywhere. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. And so we're going through this reverse back in time, this travel back in time that we're seeing, mm-hmm. and it's just. Everything's quaint. Oh, that's quaint. Look how quaint that is. Look at this rigging <laughs> awesome thing here. And look at that there. It was just a blast. And we kept getting out of the car, parking on the lay-by, and then going into areas that just we had to bring our camera. I had to check this out. Do a video over here. Check this mm-hmm. out. Do that. And then we found the river area that we had a cool curve in it. And I guess what attracted to us to it originally was the fell wall on the other side mm-hmm. that was making some good characterist, character-filled turns and weaving across the land and mm-hmm. so we got out with the camera and I'm still recording with my camera just doing video of Brendan and it felt like we were doing a travel channel show mm-hmm. and it was just so cool looking just the footage of Brendan in his bright orange slicker standing out there amongst the greenery and having the fell walls be contrasting colors on the hillside, the foggy misty clouds kissing the top peaks and yeah. rolling over
1: them <sighs> It's and, just atmosphere you just don't get in in Utah, Arizona, Nevada, no. Idaho area. You know, everything was cinematic
0: about it. Right, it was just so cool. And I found sphagnum moss, or you found it, and you said, "Hey, isn't this that moss?" It's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, it's the moss that I use to cultivate my carnivorous plants because right. it holds water so well. It's great in a bog." And I'm realizing I'm standing in the land of Darwin, where Ooh. he first you know studied Trocera carnivorous plants to learn about these plants. And I'm like, yeah, there's going to be carnivorous plants. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, and I thought I found a utricularia, but it wasn't quite the orchid shaped flower that they typically tend mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. So most likely it was not a utricularia, bladderwort plant. But oh, it's just being there, seeing what could be there. Everything was magical. Even the leech that I saw
1: crawling in the ground. You saw a leech? I saw a black leech too. Was it black? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I was <laughs> like, don't get that on me. <laughs> I was like, hey, black leech. It <laughs> well, wasn't a leech, was it? It was a slug. You know, I think it probably. Was,
0: was just a slug but it just seems so menacing as that little black thing, you know.
1: (laughs) I think it was a slug actually, not a leech.
0: It was longer and it had that thicker part of the body that has the texture, which of a slug has, Mm -hmm. not like a leech, where they're all smooth and tiny and they just, you know, leech onto you. Yeah. So we stopped there and probably spent an hour and 10 minutes or more just enjoying that spot from the lay-by. And it's just... I don't think we can do enough justice talking and bragging about it over the Mm-mm. podcast, so make sure you pay attention for the YouTube channel because we're going to have the video of this, and we have great camera footage of it. So yeah. we're going to go ahead and take our first break of the podcast, and we'll come back and talk about the remainder day of scouting that awesome place of the Lake District mm-hmm. and hanging out with Paul Thompson and others that we didn't realize were even going to be there in our group, yeah. like John Haswell. Exactly. Welcome back to the Photog Adventures podcast, everyone. So just like our break that we just had, in this day, we needed a break. And we're going down past a guy directing traffic to help people get around the whole bike cycling event. Mm -hmm. And Brendan sees, what was the sign that you first saw? The
1: town we saw, I thought it was funny because the town name was Buttermere. Buttermere. And it's not even a town, it's a village. I mean, there's probably like 10 buildings in the whole place. (laughs)
0: You know. <laughs> and the word du- for word for more in Dutch is mere. So it's like more butter. The town was called yeah. more butter.
1: <laughs> and so we uh, we go past this guy and I look over to the left and it says, you know, psych farm tea room and like ice cream. And there's a sign like a like a placard board outside. This is ice cream inside. I was like, uh. we go past it and we go maybe drive a couple blocks down the road. I'm like. You know, I'm thinking about that ice cream. (laughs) I really want that ice cream. And and you're like, yeah, maybe we can do it. I'm like, I'm going to turn around. I think it's going to be worth it. Let's turn around.
0: (laughs) And when he says worth it, he means it because we're in such tight, like narrow gauntlets that we're driving that if you turn around, if you don't find a good lay-by, you're doing a seven to eight point turn to do it while traffic's coming at you.
1: Right. (laughs) And so as soon as you're in the middle of the road, you're vertical. And the road's going straight against you making a T. That's when someone's <laughs> going to come up the road and want to T-bone you. you know? And someone so, did, too, as soon as you got to that point. <laughs>
0: and so, yeah, so, you, it better be worth it if you're going to flip around.
1: So we flipped around, we drove back, went inside, and yeah. I mean, just like farms, delicious. Just from walking in the door and just getting the first whiff of what they were cooking and baking. and oh, right. I was like, uh, yeah, this will work.
0: If you're in the Lake District, you're out in the Keswick area. Go to Buttermere. Buttermere, it just this this Psych Farms Cafe has the nice, wonderful hangout that you can mm-hmm. get a drink, a coffee, um, hot chocolate, ice cream, sandwiches, oh. cakes
1: galore, cakes galore. Yeah, all kinds of pastries and. <sighs> Yeah. It was fantastic. I could have spent half the day there just sampling stuff. (laughs) I know, know, right? Gained 10 pounds.
0: (laughs) I know I did. (sighs) We ended up with pistachio ice cream. And uh,
1: on a little waffle cone. Oh, man. It was... I don't... I've never had better ice cream. Creamy and pistachio was like pistachio butter. Yeah. like little crispy things in it. And those were like chunks inside the ice cream. That was like a creamy, like... Not even a vanilla, almost like a... No. It's almost like a... I don't even know how to describe it. It was
0: was like, instead of adding pistachios into a green pistachio mix flavor of ice cream, it was the green stuff you kind of expect, the kind of creamy vanilla green. But then it had blended in or, or swirled in with big, large, you know, large chunks of it, of this, like, pistachio peanut butter. Yeah. Like, pistachio butter... That has a great and wonderful texture. It had wonderful bits and pieces of pistachios in there. And it was like once you bit down into that section of the ice cream, it went from a delicious ice cream to a cookie.
1: It's like a flavor burst of just, <laughs> oh. yeah, it's just amazing.
0: Oh, it was so worth it. And we had to beg them to let us get it because this whole time we've been using our cards, but we haven't had any cash. Mm-hmm, we hadn't mm-hmm. gotten any pounds on us. We've just been using
1: our card. And I said the ice cream was cash only. We're like, oh, no.
0: Everything else you can buy with a card, but the ice cream was cash only.
1: So apparently the ice cream was run through a different um, person or a different company, so... But we begged the lady. She said, yeah. yeah, if it's just this one time. A
0: oh, yes. tired and frustrated and annoyed and also very nice baristas decided that it'd be okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. That was amazing. That was mm-hmm. great ice cream. So yes, definitely if you're in the area, go to Buttermere. mirror is definitely worth it. Go in the daytime so you can really enjoy that creamery. It was fantastic. Yeah.
0: Go to the Sunrise in the morning out there by Derwent and then drive through you know the mm-hmm. uh, pass, Hollister Pass, mm-hmm. Honister Pass, and stop in Buttermere. Yeah. It's a perfect day. It's a it perfect was, morning. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. Fantastic. And I should add, as for the Dutch op- members of the audience, they're probably thinking mir also means lake. You know, uh-huh. Mier, a mir can be a water- body of water. And so buttermere probably originally was from the same words that make lake.
1: Maybe, yeah. Like Butter Lake. Sounds good, because that farm fresh ice cream was amazing.
0: <laughs> so when we're driving through there, we should probably spend a moment talking about driving in the UK. Mm-hmm. Brendan has had experience. He's even taken the driver's test there mm-hmm. and technically passed it. But I guess I should say no, I definitely it passed it, but technically failed it. Yeah. So how many times did you take it? Three times. I took it three times. And about it, 20 years ago. But... You, this isn't something where he made a mistake and they took it. There might be some mistakes, like every driver's ed test you make some, but they fail or pass. They no, you pass make or fail. One
1: mistake you make, one mistake, <laughs> wow. and they will. they will will fail you.
0: And the people who are doing the lessons, they actually are this like contractor, self-contractor who's selling the lessons to you. And if they decide you fail, you have to do it again. And so if they're going to make $1,000 from you, why not make $3,000 from you and fail you a couple times? In the Netherlands, that is tradition to have a private instructor fail you once or twice, at least, because that's how they make their money.
1: Oh, it's different here in the UK. They don't really, I wasn't really an instructor. I actually read through and practiced oh, went through the manual in practice but
0: i just assumed
1: no um but uh it's i think it's state run I think that's my uh, are you leaning against that bed making, making, making that. creaking sounds yeah, sorry guys <laughs> creaking sound is from me um <laughs> so i was taking the test and it's state run um and so but the, the instructors are diff it's just typically you know oh you're american being number one shucks well. you know it's like half it's like half mark in their brain is already taken and first if you mistake make, make, make mistake then that's like you might as well have two big mistakes on your thing so
0: <laughs> yeah what was your mistake on your third test that you think kept you from it did
1: you hit someone no it was a roundabout thing like oh you don't need your blinker if you're going through the roundabout what you can't indicate in the roundabout, we indicate in the never going the time. If you're going straight through, you don't need to indicate. And I'm like, really? And so he like failed me for that. It's like the stupidest thing. And
0: I'm like, are you wow. flipping kidding me? What is straight through when there's three or four exits? Yeah. I, you probably had one of those too. It was, like,
1: it was like a four, it was a four exit, typical four exit one where you go straight through or turn left or go around and turn right. So...
0: See, in the Netherlands, we just indicate whether you're going to exit out or continue yeah. on. the. Yeah, so because I, I exited
1: out, and it was a simple little roundabout. I was like, oh, you don't need to do that. And I'm just like, oh, you got to be kidding me.
0: And that bonus indication that was, was a negative? <laughs> yeah, it
1: was just really dumb. And so so you, after the third time, and after spending 100 pounds or so each oh, that's test. much cheaper. It was like, no, I'm not going to spend any more money. Like it was just a waste of money. So I'm just like, forget it.
0: So since Brendan had experience doing it, he knew the area and he understood, you know, when you see that left turn or that right turn you're going to make, don't go into the first lane you see. Go into the opposite lane, you know, the furthest from you. Uh, first time we turned right, I was like, oh, Brendan, you missed it. And you're driving in the oncoming traffic and there was a car coming. And I had to realize, oh, I'm completely turned around. That's right. He's in the correct lane and those guys are in their correct lane mm-hmm. and we're not about to crash. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> so it's,
1: it's, it's different for sure. I mean, in every uh, residential street has the possibility of having the car gauntlet where you have two cars parked on each side of the curb and there's only space in the middle for one car. Uh, that's the worst. And you have cars coming this way towards you and you're trying to go the other way against them. And so you've got to figure out who's going to go first. And sometimes there's they rules. don't wait to figure that out. Yeah, they just decide. There's rules, and you're both in the middle. And you got okay. Well, I've got a space here. I got to pull over. Basically, the rule is if you have a spot to pull over first, do it, and then you wait for the other guy to go through. And so that's what you do. And so I, the first time we got in that situation, um, it was kind of tricky. I'm like, oh my gosh, like we're both going. <laughs> I had no idea. There's uh, just cars, 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 and also I found one opening. I'm like okay, I can pull in. And then they just sort of drove right past, gave me a little wave, like thanks, and then The bird? Pulled back out. No. <laughs> okay, good. I haven't got a bird yet, so.
0: <laughs> the thing is, it's so crazy tight that we did actually high-five a mirror with our mirror. It was a glancing tip of a blow, but it's just so tight. Everyone's it's coming up so slap, tight on you. Just a little slap to the
1: mirror. <laughs> I didn't even think I even pushed it in one direction or the other, just, uh, just <sighs> a little tip. Right Just a little tick Absolutely
0: know? no harm done Had there not been the driver <laughs> in the vehicle That you hit Because <laughs> it was right at the mirror that he was like, next uh. to it. it was like, whoa <laughs> I'm sure some choice words were expressed.
1: Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> he thought I was a learner or a foreigner. so you
0: know. At one point you saw a learner vehicle with a big L on the back. <laughs> oh wished,
1: geez, I think I should get that sticker next time so people are more forgiving of me. <laughs> He's just a learner.
0: The chubby guy in the passenger <laughs> seat is his instructor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's quite an adventure driving out here if you've never done it. And he makes you wonder, okay, England, why do you do this? Is it necessary? And then everything has been so organized organized around it that they'll never be able to change no and they don't, just they don't have any interest
1: way. in changing I don't think either it's just one of those things that I think it started here on the left-hand side they found it uh, somewhat easier somehow to do that that way and then uh, in America we have to do everything the opposite so we decided <laughs> to just drive on the right side and not have roundabouts because you know roundabouts are efficient we're America we don't need to be efficient okay I so, do
0: agree that we need roundabouts more in the United States but yeah. The entire world agrees, almost entire world agrees, that going
1: and driving on on the right side side is better. Yeah, so England will never change, (laughs) never change that, just because the rest of the world does it that way. They will never change it. So
0: (laughs) So if you get out here and you guys are going to rent a car, make sure you're very, very keen and aware of what you're doing. You have arrows everywhere. Arrows tell you what lane to be in. And so it's not confusing. It's easy to make sure you pay attention and do that and don't hit anybody. Just always make a double, triple check when you pull out in traffic that you're not pulling into an oncoming lane thinking that that's the empty lane. So just be careful. Be safe out there. And if you do rent a car, uh, you'll love it in the Lake District. Because you get free roaming, a pa- freedom past, or just roam everywhere.
1: Yeah, I would recommend doing some kind of crash course, if possible. Uh, at least do some research online and look at some videos on correct and proper ways to drive on the left side. Keep yourself safe.
0: There's got to be a YouTube video out there. There's a,
1: f- I'm sure there's dozens. Right. You because know. um, if anything, England wants to educate the Americans on how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's in their, their best way. interest to make sure <laughs> it this is. There. is. <laughs>
0: So, after we had our lunch break or our breakfast ice cream break, we knew we were going to meet up with a friend of ours from the group. He's in the listener group, he's been following the podcast and the YouTube channel for From the beginning, he says says and he still isn't bored of us and he wanted to hang out with us. So Paul Thompson, hey man, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Yeah. That was awesome. So we knew we're gonna meet up with Paul here towards the afternoon, but by two o'clock we gotta know where are we gonna go for sunset.
1: And we really didn't have any idea. I mean Uh, there's
0: so many possibilities. And the sky was so cloudy, but then it got really bright once we got near Windermere. Mm -hmm. It opened up uh we we weren't sure
1: we weren't sure yet and windermere was nuts i mean every time we went through it was like small town you know just a handful of people not a big deal even though there's like a bike race going on yeah quiet the bike racers was the most population we'd seen all morning and uh, then we got to windermere and it was just like person fest it was like (laughs) there were people (laughs) everywhere and it's like what is going on here it was insane there was there was asian tourists there were you know people walking everywhere and like there's buses pulling into the parking lot and dumping people out and it's just like what is the attraction here it's like yeah. Disneyland is like nuts right
0: I don't think I would be going too far if I said that it felt like we turned a corner and pulled onto Main Street in Disneyland or all San Diego it was like around the corner all like, of a sudden it's like what, what the world we went from quiet peaceful the grasses are making sounds I can hear with my ears mm-hmm. to where the blank did all these People come from, <laughs> and who's exactly. going to be our first victim? Because yeah. all of a sudden, people are crossing the road. They're on the middle, and you I'm get, like slowing down, like oh my gosh, don't let me hit you. You'd get go away. You'd go to avoid a car, and then someone in front of you would try to avoid a person and put one foot down on the street instead yeah. of the sidewalk. And and you're like and you're baby like, stores oh.
1: everywhere, and it's like oh my gosh.
0: And I'm picturing you slap that mirror, thinking he's about to get his butt slapped with our mirror. <laughs> it's it's not going to be good for anybody. We survived it, got through it, and uh, then it was market day at Keswick.
1: Yeah. But and there's so just, festive. Not as many people in Keswick is actually not too bad, but, uh, but the roads were n- kind of nutty and, but that's where Paul wanted to meet, right? We told him let's meet Keswick yeah. and we grabbed a little, uh, drink and, uh. If you guys want to do
0: some street photography and do some photography of people and portraits, Mm. the Saturday markets are fantastic for it. Everyone's out, and it's not just tourists. It's mostly locals. And so you get some really good shots of people just being the people of that land, and it, it... it was cool. It was and if
1: you're lucky, there's some people out there. Was some conservation efforts, and you get a picture, yeah. of, get a picture of a hooter <laughs> in someone's arm. <laughs> oh, do you have to call it
0: that? There was <laughs> an owl. I don't. It wasn't a barn owl. No, but it's really a small. Field like mouse owl. It was, it was tiny. Like, um,
1: f- not even twelve inches tall. Maybe like no, eight inches. there eight or eight small, nine inches tall.
0: Beautiful looking, awesome. So eyebrow. Cute. Owl. Yeah. And so you would pay three pounds and they'd let you hold it. Mm. And it was kind of a ra- fundraising effort to help the conservation of these mm-hmm. owls. And so they tried to get a whole bunch of people paying three pounds, you know. As we went in with our camera, this lady, this nice little lady, came up to me and said, Hey, make sure that you give them money. I'm like, what? You're getting pictures. They're here for conservation, so make sure that you help pay for the conservation. And she was talking to me like that quiet. I'm like, (laughs) oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Everyone's there surrounding this one person holding the owl and taking pictures. And she just targeted me and said, make sure you pay. Because you had the
1: biggest (laughs) camera. You know, you're, you're right. I did have my Faisal tripod. She's like, this professional needs to pay.
0: <laughs> 5D Mark IV with the 16-35 to 35 on there with the <laughs> Faisal tripod and Acrotech <laughs> ball head. It does look pretty legit and serious. So, yeah, I guess that's why I got targeted. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that totally is why I think so. I
0: really wish I had your 7300 on though because it would have made a great shot with the owl I know, I, and I just nothing. used my
1: iPhone I didn't have my camera on these so but it you know. still looked great it yeah. still looked great so it in the YouTube fun. video
0: you'll see the owl and it's just it's festive in these markets it's beautiful don't just go around and see the terrain the landscape yeah, enjoy yeah. the people yeah enjoy the towns yeah so from there, we met up with Paul, like you were saying, and he had a book that has, you know, 10 great places and two of the places yeah. on the cover we had already been that day. We're like, yeah, boom, nailed it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it
1: was a photographer's guide to the Lake District. Oh, okay. And it's like, where do you find this? He's like, oh, you can find these uh, just about anywhere, actually. You know, just, uh, they promote these books so people know the good spots on where to go. And so we could easily flip through some pages. He's like, okay, I recommend going here and here. We can scout these places. It's like, great. This is awesome. And they were nearby. Mm -hmm. It was an awesome way to
0: start. Yeah, the brilliant part was that the space that we'd already gone that morning was the place that was all the best really good sunset spots Mm -hmm. that we could Mm – that at least Paul wanted to try that he hadn't done yet, like the Ashness Bridge mm-hmm. and the Surprise View mm-hmm. area, and then there was Lador Falls. Yeah. So we made a quick plan. Okay, we're gonna hit Ledore Falls right now, where there's some shadowy light coming through the sh- you know the mm-hmm. canopy of the trees, and then we're gonna go up to Ashness Bridge and uh, and the Surprise View and decide which one of those we're gonna hang out for the sunset. Right, Lodore Falls. What do you think about it? Oh man,
1: uh, really cool. You park. Um, in a public parking spot off by the lake, and you pay, what was it, four? Three pounds? I think it was four pounds. Four pounds for two
0: hours. Two hours. So if you guys yeah. go, make sure you have some cash on you. You mm-hmm. will need to put some, you know, some, what do they call the pound coin? Yeah, pound. Just a pound? Or sterling What's a quid like a then? Why don't just call it a, a,
1: a quid? Yeah, a quid is a pound too. It's just, a, just I I
0: like haven't caught on yet because last night, it was tonight with James, he said it was 150 pounds. Can you imagine 150 quid? And it's like, okay, yeah. why do you say pounds there in the quid first or half slang. Of the sentence? Yeah, it's weird. I don't switch. know why it's quid, but
1: it's a slang for a pound. It's just like... Quid pro quo, It's like pound. calling a dollar a buck. A buck okay. is a quid.
0: You know? I guess I've done that probably too. $150? I don't want to spend 150 bucks. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, I've probably done exactly that. That's exactly that. what it is, yeah. That helps. I finally understand. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> so the, you you got to ask for that cash on, yeah? So you can go to the car park
1: and pull up and have yeah. something set up for Walking you. Walk across the street and you take, take, take the trail. It's probably about... Uh, Five or six blocks, maybe. Yeah, kind of long. Three quarters
0: of a mile, maybe. Yeah, it's an easy hike through what is beautiful, Oregon-like moss covering everywhere on
1: a stone wall between you and the and the road, and you just walk right along the path there, and then you get to the big boulders and the waterfall, and it's just glorious. I mean, it's just beautiful. (laughs) I kind of wish the waterfall was bigger. You know, I'm sure it isn't more in the spring. Um, it had rained earlier, so he said that last week or two weeks ago or something like that, recently he went to the fall, that same fall, and it was less water flowing, and so it wasn't as impressive. So it had
0: more water flowing now.
1: Yeah, because of, because it had rained a few times, and the water was starting to flow into it, and uh, yeah, it was bigger, it was better to yesterday than it was before. He's so watching. you have
0: to describe your area because when I went down, I went to the furthest bottom part where the mm-hmm. pools. This is one of those waterfalls that are falls into a pool, falls into another pool, falls to another pool. Yeah. And there's this area that I thought was going to be photogenic and then um, that's where Paul and you went up to. So you guys were in my shot, but I was, mm. I was thinking, do I really like this shot? Because you couldn't see some of the pools. You didn't right. have the context of right. there's a pool of water. I needed to have a higher angle from down yeah, there. Yeah. So I could either capture just two pools and make it look like a smaller waterfall fall, or I try and get up here to the right more, and oh my gosh, I'm so glad I anchored my body with my hand. I had this big rock, totally dry, out of the water, and I'm going to go across the top of it, and I would already walked on a couple rocks, and they're just nice and easy going. I take one step and go, I'm going to put my hand down here for a sec, and take my next step. Next step, complete slip, holding my 5D Mark IV, the lens I've rented, the tripod in one hand. I go both feet out from underneath me and slid down the rock. Oh, really? Yeah. Thankfully, I was holding myself (sighs) on a nice, nice notch in the rock. And so I basically caught myself and just pulled myself back up. Oh, my gosh. You know, my knees scraping against the mossy side of the rock and then pulled myself up. Oh, jeez. And so. It uh, just right before I took that step, I thought, I think I'm gonna hold right here. It was one of those brilliant intuition (laughs) moments where I got some like divine intervention because I was gonna fall off a three foot high rock into the water, and who knows where my ankle would go and twist and snap. Yeah, just the thought of that is yeah, not cool. (laughs) So I saved myself. It was so awesome. And so once I did that, I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna continue trying to go over to this area that looks pretty, you know, very few times trodden
1: on. Mm. It's probably
0: a whole lot of these rocks that look totally dry but because of the humidity the moss it's just slick as s
1: yeah, it had just rained uh I mean probably a couple hours before that point and that's so there true was, I totally dis- there was the trail was muddy the rocks were still wet in a lot of areas and even my hiking shoes just were not gripping like mm. they normally would because of the because they were slick from the mud and then they're they're slightly you know was damp rocks still and they were worn over time too people walking on them slicking you know Polishing him up, and so it was just slippery. Even I was like, had to hold on to a few places, and was just like, "This is dang slippery, man! Like I got to be careful, yeah, not to slip and kill myself." Don't because Jordan trip it. So yeah, I was gonna pull another North Carolina trip on myself. <laughs> I was careful not to do that so So for my
0: spot down below on the third tier I couldn't really get a good angle without a higher angle but I think from where Paul was and where you were you can get something what Mm -hmm. was your shot what went well and what didn't go well Um,
1: I took quite a few shots and I did um, some wide open um, portrait oriented shots that you kind of need to do a portrait oriented shot for waterfalls a lot of times because the wide angle of a landscape is just not it doesn't give you the context or the Feeling of the height, you know, that you normally get from a waterfall is usually taller than it needs, than it is wider, right? So, yeah, um, some waterfalls are great landscape oriented, but when you're up close to them and they're multi-tiered, like this one was, started really high. It was probably like, you know, fifty to sixty foot total in height, coming all the way down to the floor, maybe even more. I mean, it was pretty high, maybe even a hundred feet to the very top where it started. Yeah. So I was halfway through, the middle of it when I was taking pictures in the middle of the whole area, and so. Um, but yeah, I got some pretty good shots, I think. And then I started focusing on the little intimate details of the area. Oh, cool. I looked down at my feet and I saw some, some dried up leaves from last year that were still lying about and there was still water on them. Water droplets from when the rain (laughs) came. Yes. And it was so moist and so like humid still that they didn't dry up yet. You know, and so they were just perfectly spherical. Like
0: preserved almost.
1: Yeah. And so I'm like, this is cool. So I got down really low, got some really close 30 millimeter. The, the, the cool thing about the 15 to 30 that is that on that, lens. Ran, that range, yeah, that range, and even the 16 to 35 similar, mm. that a 35 millimeter is almost a macro lens. Just the fact that it can focus so closely mm. and uh, it's just amazing. And so you think it's like a standard lens. And you can't really do macro with the 15 to 30. Yeah, you can actually. Especially the Tamron that has the stabilization. Mm-hmm. And so I got down really low, zoomed into 30 and had this leaf with water droplets on it and then the f- and like a bokeh smooth background of the waterfalls oh. in the background, you know, to give you an idea of where this is. And I think those are going to be some of my favorite images. So obviously I've yet to go home and process them and see, but I try to get really sharp. And then I used um, a lot of the time I couldn't get down low enough to put my eye into the eyepiece because was, I was like on the ground. I was setting my camera on the rocks. So I was putting my water practically in my, sorry, my lens practically in the water, you know, <laughs> to get these awesome shots. And so um, I used my, the back of my LCD screen and luckily I had installed Magic Lantern on my camera, which is a 5D Mark III and I have focus peaking. And so I could actually dial the focus and actually see that green line move up and down the the image and see, okay, I want to focus right here on those So that's raindrops. how the focus
0: speaking works in Magic Lantern is a green guide? It's
1: a green dots. And then you can see it, You can see the dots as the line moves up and down the frame. You can see where those oh. dots line up and what's in focus. And I had it set to like F16. So I'm like, if I'm focusing here, it's going to be really crisp across a <laughs> yeah. wide part of this depth image. Of field is huge. Right. And so, and it, It's going to turn out really sharp and nice, you know? And so I did some F11, F13, and F16 is what I was kind of playing with and to get the really good sharp image and I think I... Yeah, I think I got a pretty couple of pretty good ones.
0: <laughs> awesome. Lodore Falls is right behind a the hotel there. If you see the Marymount of Lador Falls oh, Hotel, yeah, that's awesome. if you stay in those places, it's just right around the corner. You just go behind there and go up. It's fantastic. So then with Paul's advice, we're going to Ashness Bridge. And Ashness Bridge is a... Really interesting river and rocky river. Mm -hmm. It goes under this bridge. Really cool, narrow rock bridge, but it's not very big. It's very small. And so if you go with a wide-angle framing you're going to see it only in like the tiny middle third and not most of a third at all with mm-hmm. your shot so you kind of need to be really
1: close to it to make it big because the bridge is only big enough to fit one vehicle
0: yeah so it's barely
1: vehicle i mean barely fits through and it's know? not
0: crossing a very big stream of water either so mm-hmm. the the semicircle that makes the bridge rock arch is not huge and not mm-hmm. glorious and so trying to frame it is a little bit more of a challenge without being closer but then you lose right. the river see so the balancing there but then in the distance you've got these tree branches that are kind of just barely opened up and kind of barely moved to let you see the end of the lake, the Keswick area, Mm -hmm. and distant sunset. Mm -hmm. And so all of that can line up. could be a pretty fantastic shot. But I'd say we didn't have anything close to making
1: it great. No, so we just scouted that out and checked it out. It was a cool spot to walk around and enjoy, but there's another guy taking pictures of his girlfriend or... Daughter? Not, no, not daughter. They're probably too close in age. Could have been a niece, you know, but it's probably most likely his girlfriend.
0: Oh, really? I thought that he was much older. I guess I didn't go closer. This is England. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this
0: is England, Aaron. All guys over 20 you look guys, 40.
1: Do you guys know what I'm talking about if you guys lived here. <laughs> <laughs> the guys will date much younger girls sometimes, and it's not, like, not far-fetched oh, to, okay. to think that. So... Um, so we should all move. She here. looked like she was three or four years younger than him. And then when they're teenagers, that's a pretty, you know, that can be a pretty big difference. But okay. um, So, anyway, so, they're taking pictures Anyway, they're in taking the pictures way. together. So, we were kind of in their way. They were there first. So, we kind of respected them and their space. So, um, Paul decided to get the drone out. That was pretty awesome. He's got a little DJI spark that he has and yeah. uh, kind of flew down and wanted to get close to the, you know, get some good footage of going over the little waterfall stream and then going into the. The bridge and going under the bridge. And he was going to go all the way flying all the way through, but he's like, "Dang it, they were under there." So like, I was like, going to like hit them if I flew under. And it's like, "Oh, that would have been awesome to fly such under." Such cool footage. But uh, but then we had to move on, and so we didn't stick around there very long. But uh, cool cool little spot though. And
0: then we found the last place we ever needed to be to see Derwent Lake, experience this area, Lake District sunset. Despite not showing up, it's such a fantastic view. Surprise mm-hmm. view mm-hmm. is. A place that lives up to its name,
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't know how it got its name. I don't know if some guy took his girlfriend up there when or his wife or something and it's <laughs> Sur- like closed her eyes and like Surprise. now open them. Surprise, <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> it's amazing! Or if it's the just view is driving. incredible, <laughs> all of a sudden the clearing of the
0: trees <laughs> makes this beautiful path to see the vista yeah and because of the cliff face that it really is on it's like nothing else is in your cliff. way <laughs> yeah oh there are tall trees that are below you that you think if i fall i'll be a plinko ball bouncing mm. bing 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 on branches or we'll get stabbed several times through branch from branches like oh, you fall the kind of fall that doesn't kill you until you're most of the way down yeah
1: yeah <laughs> the guys are all having a laugh there's a bunch of photographers up there and as soon as we got out of the car, Paul recognized this guy. Guy's like, "Hey, I, I think I know you." And Paul's like, "Yeah, you look familiar." And they're just like, "Oh," so they they said hi. And he's like, "Yeah, well, there's a bunch of other guys up there. There's a photographers group. They're all part yeah. of
0: the UK YouTube Photographers Group." Right now, it's not like Thomas Heaton is in this group or anything. Right, Adam Carnage is though. Mess Iverson is though, mm. and John Haswell's invited us to join, even though we don't we're not from the UK, right. but we feature things in the UK. Right. And so the group is just, they were having a blast.
1: Six or seven guys up there, you know. All
0: vloggers that are Mm -hmm. getting started have, some have 60, some have 600 subscribers.
1: Right, talking about their challenges of recording videos and vlogging and all that stuff. And totally, we're just like, wow, we just kind of fit right in here. That's cool (laughs) to talk to these guys. So yeah. Turned out John Haswell was there.
0: Yeah. If you guys remember the Monday Moment of Envy with Hadrian's Wall... I mean, that's one of our first. Was that our
1: first moment of No, MVP? no, not
0: hardly. It was no. one of the last three that we've ever done. Oh. Yeah, recently done it. It's okay. just we had that long break before we did it, and we had a long break Great. since because we've needed to wait our schedule. So we've done John Haswell, awesome picture. Yeah. And that's where we really got to know John when we started doing that photo. And he's always been really awesome to talk to. And then mm-hmm. suddenly he goes, Wait, you're Brendan Porter your name why do I recognize your name
1: he's like you're not in the group I'm like no he's like what's your what did he say like what's your username or whatever I said foot talk adventures and he's like and, and he's like his like brain like stopped and I'm like <laughs> he's like he's like got a reset like I can see the wheels turning like wait a minute why does this I said he's like wait you're you're Brendan I'm like yeah and Aaron's right down there and he's like holy what the <laughs> <laughs> And I hear him up
0: there kind of having this epiphany moment. And I hear over here, he say something. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's so he's, loud, just like us. Yeah. <laughs> and he says something about what was your like portfolio review Monday something? And I said, like, it's a Monday moment of envy. And he's like, oh, yeah. You, you did one it. of mine. <laughs> and that's what I heard. And I'm like, John? is John Haswell up there? Yeah. And that's when he recognized that we recognize as him and oh, it was awesome to see him. And then
1: the light bulbs turned on and we gave each other bro hugs. And, bro hugs. And good.
0: why didn't you tell me you'd be here?
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so John was just not paying attention to the Facebook page. He had no idea that we were there. and that's And fun. Paul was... He saw the post come through and was excited to join us. And mm-hmm. so we got to hang out with two listeners. It yeah. was a lot of fun for a not completely unplanned listener adventure. We had a listener adventure. It was yeah. fun.
1: Yeah. It was really awesome. The, the, the view from there is just incredible. And we had some good camaraderie up there and got to talk to some guys, meet some new guys that... Uh, and make some new friends there. It was yeah. it was great.
0: And if you guys ever go there, it's a vista. It's not a here's a close foreground subject necessarily that oh, you can no. focus it's stack and sh- put out there. It's just a vista. Sh- open
1: space, yeah. but it's
0: beautiful. It's awesome. It's yeah. a great way to end a to hangout in the Lake District for your very first time, mm-hmm. even without color and any sunlight whatsoever.
1: We had a I had a little bit of pink in the clouds when the sun was setting. It was just lighting. The sunlight was probably hitting the top of this clouds. It and was just pink, like baloney. Is pink kind of through a little bit, at like the bottom a four of the week
0: old baloney that got pale. It was that kind of pink. It yeah, was it was barely, very bright. Barely, barely any color, but it was something. It wasn't just a gray no, canvas. It of so that at
1: least it was that. There was a little bit of color, and you can totally work with that in post processing and bring it up a little bit mm-hmm. and really emphasize it, even though it was very subtle, you know. But you know, still workable.
0: It's fun. It was awesome.
1: It, it just. It made me realize
0: that Brendan and I are going to have to come out here more with the Lake District, mm-hmm. and we are going to be in the Faroe Islands twice next year. And I think we should come out both times, whether it's before or after, hit up the Lake District each yeah. time because sure,
1: don't twist my arm.
0: All right, it's just fantastic. We already knew this. You guys already knew this, but even with just a day where it wasn't great weather, wasn't great sky you can find yourself in just an amusement park of glorious Mm -hmm. photogenic moment after photogenic moment right it was just so worth the time we spent a day in the lake district Mm -hmm. and fell in love
1: yeah and need to come back and really explore some more because that book was chocked full too i mean that was like a hundred page book and i'm just like looking through and i'm just like dang there is a ton of stuff in this area so yeah yeah, we need to come back for sure
0: absolutely and the hostel that we found that morning was only 20 something 24 pounds. 24 pounds 24. sorry 24
1: pounds a person so it's very cost affordable
0: mm-hmm. and it's get a rental vehicle you will drive around and just see anything Ah, uh, it's yeah it's fantastic. We couldn't hang out with Adam Carnatch. We got to come back and do that. We're yep. going to hang out with Paul and John again mm-hmm. and maybe maybe even other people out there who we, we didn't know you're in the area that could have joined us. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. set up a we'll set up a listener adventure next time we go because it'd be sure. fun to go up there to sunri- Surprise Point and do a sunset with everybody because it's yeah. enough space to fit, you know, 10-15 tripods. Oh yeah. And yeah. still have a great time. Mm-hmm. If you have any fear of heights, stay back from the cliff wall, because that thing I learned is slape. It's slippery. It's slape on the edge. So it's like when you say something like that, it's slippery and you can fall off. It's it's slape. It's like a past tense of slippery or something. Hmm. I'm not sure exactly what the proper way of calling that, but Hmm. it was slape. And they said the other word was... Oh, I forgot the other word. But the fact that, that you can go to the edge there and not be on the edge, but then slip enough oh. to be off the edge. So it's, it's just a very dangerous cliff
1: wall. It's not mm. like our
0: rocky cliff walls where you can stand on the edge of them. It's, uh, ew, ew, ew. so because in our
1: area, you it's like mostly sandstone, mm-hmm. and your shoes grip so well, the chances are of slipping off of a sandstone cliff is very unlikely. Very. You
0: know? The rock has to slip itself before you right, slip right and then this is just this like is a different story standing on the side of 18 inch grass blades that have all been <laughs> watered by sprinklers for 10 hours <laughs> it's like uh yeah you're not going to grip anything yeah
1: you to see that slip right down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: so it's been a fantastic trip, battling through the jet lag, enjoying a full day. Mm. We ended up taking a ride back. We had an Airbnb that night, ride back down to Manchester, got on a train. Train ended up having only four carriages instead of eight, and so everyone's everyone lost their reserve seating. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. took that train up here to Edinburgh, and we're here, Edinburgh. We had some dinner with James Kelly, and we're heading off to the Faroe Islands tomorrow morning. In fact, yeah. right now it is ten thirty for our time and we're waking up and leaving with James at four thirty. So we're gonna get this podcast out. We're gonna fly to Faroe Islands. Oh man. And we're gonna do another podcast from there with the group. I'm just excited or,
1: I'm just excited to go to a different place that's not gonna require ten hours of flight.
0: <laughs> I know yeah, it's we're it's gonna an go hour and completely,
1: half Yeah, we're gonna go to Copenhagen first, stay there for an hour, layover basically. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick my head out as many windows as I can to see (laughs) Copenhagen. I know it's a beautiful place. The architecture is just legendary. So it's like I'm I kind of really wish we had
0: a whole day over, layover or something so we could see it. Right. But I
1: can't, but you can't leave the airport, right? So unless you want to do security again. Yeah. So maybe I'll just do some really cool pictures with my phone and get some, I'm sure the airport's amazing too. The architecture oh, is yeah. just incredible. Right. I bet you're right. And then from there, we're going to fly into Pharaoh's. <laughs> and James told us either way we fly in, it's going to be epic. So uh, get to a window. We're going to get as much B-roll as we can guys for you. So Ugh, look for our
0: YouTube video of the Lake District coming out. I'm going to try and do over we out here. It, it, at Iceland or Faroe Islands. And so I'm hoping it'll come out next week and just uh, stay tuned for other podcasts because we're not going to wait until the next Wednesday to get a podcast out. We're going to tell the stories yeah, right away. Yeah. yeah. It might be have, every couple of days, actually. In fact, after two days of Faroe Islands, I think we should do it with everybody. We've got Elise, yeah. we've got Matt, yeah. We got Elise, we got Matt, we got Jeremy, we've got Dave, and then ourselves and um, James. And yeah. so we've got a lot of a fun. A great group that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. So let's see how it goes. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for listening to the Photo Talk Adventures podcast. We'll be back later. We'll have the judgment of the August challenge of the Milky Way. Don't worry, we haven't forgotten about that. We'll get to that as soon as we can. Maybe from
1: Iceland. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Because, guys, I mean, we're going to be in Iceland. Don't <laughs> expect too much coming back from us until we get home. <laughs> That's
0: very true. Very <laughs> so we're going to do the
1: best we can. But I uh, just want to let you guys know, if you enjoy the podcast, if you like listening, don't thank us. Thank our patrons. Patreon.com slash... Photog Adventures. Thank you guys. Really, really appreciate you guys. All right. Thank you guys so much. Have a good uh, couple days. Yep. Take it easy, guys. Have a good night. See ya.